Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This Sunday we commemorate the three great hierarchs and ecumenical teachers, Basil the Great, Gregory the Theologian, and John Chrysostom. The, this particular feast is celebrated, of course, throughout the whole Orthodox world, and it is especially celebrated as uh, a day of education, because the three hierarchs uh, are seen as patrons of education. They're all well-educated. Uh, two of them were friends in, if you could call it college, it was early college, well, uh, anything that we would think as college, uh, but they were friends, Gregory and Basil. And Chrysostom, of course, he was in a different part of uh, the world, but he had been trained uh, by one of the great rhetorical teachers of the time. Uh, this is the feast day for the chapel this is, uh, at St. Vladimir's Seminary, because the chapel at St. Vladimir's, they have the patron for the seminary, St. Vladimir, and then the, the chapel itself is dedicated to the three hierarchs. Uh, if you go throughout the world in the Russian church and the Slav churches, when they do liturgy, if they can pull it off, they'll do the whole liturgy in Greek, sometimes kind of just to show off a little bit, but they'll do it in Greek because we're talking about the three great ecumenical teachers, and if you're in seminary and you're going to learn Greek, you usually learn Greek outside of reading the Bible, you're going to read Basil, Gregory, and John. So we have, with these three great ecumenical teachers, uh, in many ways, uh, you could say the architects or the finishers of what you might consider, if you were to think about orthodoxy, you can see it in the first few centuries, uh, maybe a little echoate as it's articulating itself, but by the time you get to Basil, Gregory, and John, uh, you are going to be reading the depths of the tradition, the foundations of the tradition, of course with scripture being the very foundation stone, but you get with Gregory, Basil, and John, uh, the great orators, preachers, etc. So the, this feast actually comes out of conflict in Constantinople. Constantinople, like any great city, has a history of conflict. Uh, they used to, they would divide up into teams uh, about chariot racing, right? They'd have different colors and they would be like basically almost like today we have teams like, you know, my team is the Washington uh, Nationals, or my team is the, the Detroit Tigers, and now in the World Series, and, you know, we're going to fight afterwards, whoever loses, you know, that kind of stuff. They did that in Constantinople. Well, in the church, a few hundred years after Basil and Gregory and John, there was a holy struggle. I'll call it holy. We basically had different groups line up, and they'd say, well, my guy is Basil. Because Basil, he's the best. He, uh, you heard it in the hymnody where they outline Basil for holiness, uh, Gregory for, I would say theology, but that wasn't the words, and Chrysostom, the golden tongue, right? Well, Basil, if you read 1 Synoxarian, which is basically describes the saints for the day, the book called the Synoxarian, they, the way it articulated is they would say, Basil is the great. He, he created monastic rule, he was uh, zealous for holiness, and he was strict so that he would call forth holiness from his people as a pastor. 
And then the retort from those following Chrysostom would say, well, Chrysostom, he was a great preacher, and he was a little bit more lenient with his people to bring out the virtue from them, which I'm like, I've read it based on Chrysostom. And I scratch my head and like, I guess Chrysostom's a little bit more lenient based on what? They seem both pretty fourth century uh, bishops to me uh, and the way they approach things. And then you get to Gregory the Theologian, that, you know, you can imagine, these are the cafe, uh, you know, about 20, 30 years ago, they would have the black turtlenecks on, drinking the, the coffee. They probably wouldn't have cigarettes or anything like that. But they're like, my guy is Gregory the Theologian. What a poet. What a great theologian who could plumb the depths of God. And this actually started causing trouble in the church. On one hand, it's like, really? On the other hand, like, it would be like, it's almost like I would love for there to be a zealousness for certain saints that there might even be a little bit of friction. Like, no, 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 you really need to read more Basil because he's better. You know, this. So, as this fight is kind of brewing and there's conflict, the bishop receives a vision from the three of them coming and saying, this has got to end. This is ridiculous. This is one church. We all basically agree with each other. Uh, we are three of one. You can hear Trinitarian language because it shows up in this feast. You know, we are in agreement with each other. We're not divided. And the strengths that you have in Basil, the strengths that you have in Gregory, the strengths that you have in John, these all work together. This is not for parties to divide up and to create chaos or division in the church. And so this bishop, he writes a service for them and he places it in January, which what month has uh, a feast day for each of these things? January. We end and come to the very end of January and we have this feast of the three great hierarchs. Uh, in many ways, I kind of hear it as an echo of the feast of St. Peter and Paul where you have famous conflict, but then you have the image of St. Peter and Paul, if you look at the icon, uh, many icons, you'll have them embracing each other, because even in their friction, they end up reconciling because they are of one mind, that is Christ's mind. So there is, in the church, there's different types of people, there are different emphases, uh, they can all work together. There are Basils, architects of uh, communities, uh, canon law, my canon law professor would say the reason why Basil the Great is called the Great is because he wrote canon law, but you can see already the canon law is taking aside, right? Basil, not Gregory or John. And then you have those who are into theology and they like to read and plumb the depths and so you have a Gregory. And then you have some of those who are more like John. They might be uh, the opposite of Gregory. They're okay with uh, being in the midst of Constantinople, maybe being okay with in the midst of Constantinople, but being able to say, uh, no, Empress, that is incorrect. Gregory is known for like, I want to get out of here. I want to go and be by myself, write my poetry, do my prayers, leave me alone. Wherever there's a gathering of bishops, I'll be somewhere else. Chrysostom, let me out. So you can see the differences, and that this is all within 
the church. You can probably even think of different personalities in the church, different emphases, different things. But in the, these feasts especially, you have Peter and Paul, and you have the great hierarchs, Basil, Bergen, and John, that we have in the midst of difference. There's still a basic unity, and that unity, of course, is all found in Christ, uh, to whom we give glory, and to his Father, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.